three, two, one. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. We recently joined as a member and you can too. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Don't forget to add the two-on-one podcast in the how did you hear about Podgo section of your application. Now get ready for the rest of the episode. We are back. Woo! Hey, where's, yeah. There's the energy. Yeah, I told you. Whoa. There it is. <laughs> that was that was bad. Come on, Daniel. Imagine the duck scored a goal, okay? That's what I want you that's where I want you to. It's been so long, it feels like a lifetime ago that happened. And just pretend it was a John Gibson big save. Oh. Still a long time ago, but mm-hmm. during the chances the ducks let up, it's more recent than that. Okay, Derek Grant lays a hit. No, we don't like uh, that guy anymore. Oh, okay. Why? Because he's a flyer? Yeah. You, oh, yeah, head. because he yeah. taps Suzuki on the head. I thought yeah. Thompson taps Suzuki on the head. That's no, why he I thought. Wouldn't. No, it was Derek. Oh, that's yeah. why. That's Dave why Thompson wouldn't funny. do that because they're buddies. That's why I thought it would have been funny. No. Derek Grant, not a friend of the show anymore. No. Was he ever a friend? Like, we never yeah, met Yeah, he was. Him. So, two years ago, <laughs> when the Ducks had a lot of injuries, he was their first-line center for most good, of the season. Good God. Hey, good piece. Just he had like thirty eight points for the seasons. I mean, not bad. Yeah, it was a when they hit the Flyers got him and Nate Thompson. It was like good. You're adding center <clears> depth. <throat> I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, those guys need to pick up the slack because it took Claude Giroux seventeen games to score a goal. But we'll get to the playoffs okay. a little later in the show. I actually want to start with some F one stuff very very quickly. Of course, I know this is a hockey show. And people don't really care about F one. Of course, of course. This weekend is Monza. The Temple of Speed in Italy, um, and like I, as a Ferrari fan, I just feel like we need to take a second to respect them and just give our our our, our best wishes to Ferrari. No, the, I I don't think they're going to get a keel on this weekend. No, and the Italian, just... like the Italian media, are going to have a field day. And like, man, it feels the similarities between being a Habs fan, and even though it's my first season watching F one, being a Ferrari fan. The harsh media. Wait, I thought um, you became I thought you became a Racing Point fan because we all found out that Lance Stroll was a Montreal Canadiens fan. Or yeah. did that that switched out. Was that the connection? Weekend. No. No. I've, I <clears> like <throat> Stroll, but I'm not I don't like I don't like Perez. The guy like just has a really bad habit of trying to squeeze people into the walls. Yeah. Yeah. Pierre Gasly enough on the on the rush. <laughs> <laughs> no wrong sport, Daniel, but just <laughs> Just a second, because if there were fans at Monza this year, my God, um, they would not be having a good time. We would be there. What? We would be there. I wish I was. I was supposed to go to Italy over the summer, but then you know, COVID. Thanks. I, I, I'm rewatching Monza from last year, and it's just like the fans are going nuts. Hamilton's making some mistakes. Um, Vettel spun in like the first seven laps. It's 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 nuts. But we can start with some hockey. That's what happens when you have an illegal engine. Yeah. Just, I mean, just putting it out there. It's more than the engine at this. Like, the engine's massive, but, like... Well, last year, Ferrari had... Oh, no, that's what I mean, yeah. They were, like... Like, their speed on the straights is ridiculous. Like, Hamilton, you even, like, they're so quick, I need more power. When the Mercedes engine is saying that. A lot of issues on Ferrari. Please. Oh, yeah. 
Poor Carlos Sainz. Um, though we'll go with the most recent point of news to start today. That is Bill Zito, who was the assistant GM or an assistant GM for the Columbus Blue Jackets, has been named the new general manager of the Florida Panthers. This was not a guy who we who were hearing was one of the many people being interviewed for this job, and apparently he's a very non-nonsense, straightaway type of guy, which I think the Panthers actually could use a guy like this. Um, Alex, looking at what Columbus have done the past few years in finding players, their goalie pools, guys like Alex Texier, and the fact that the Panthers need to find that scouting guy, what do you make of the hire? Of I mean, Bill I Zito? think – yeah. Listen, like when I see Jeff Merrick come out and say this is a guy that was going to get a job eventually – that that definitely says something to me. Uh, he, I believe, he was the the assistant GM who also ran uh, their AHL team, and you saw how dependent the Blue Jackets were this season on that a, on that AHL team, and they were come and those guys would come up, and you know they'd fit in perfectly. So, I mean, it seems like that AHL team fit with the with the NHL team and I think that's one aspect that's really important uh for an NHL franchise to do you don't want guys coming going up and down and just being confused on the styles of play so mm-hmm. I think number one yeah absolutely bringing in key pieces uh for cheap and being able to run this franchise because they have some serious work to do mm-hmm uh, uh, Daniel, your thoughts. Bill Zito, great name, too. Yeah, he's been in the game a while. Uh, looking at what he's been able to do as a player agent, it's pretty interesting how I think how that approach is going to trans like transfer to the Panthers in a way. Like looking at the past contracts, he had like he was able to get like James Wisniewski, like Brian Rafalski, Tukarask, all those like huge contracts and. It's it's interesting for me because like you go to a Panthers team where like you know they actually do have quite a few bloated contracts as well, and you know is he gonna take like the Erko Kekalainen approach where you know he's gonna be a bit of a hardline kind of guy and go this is the money this is where it's at or it's gonna be the kind of the same thing where you know he's not afraid to give out those big deals those especially the term that's they're provided for it as well. I wonder the reason that I would argue that that's probably not gonna happen is because I'm sure there was a discussion with Panthers ownership um, considering how big the, the thing, and this is pre-pandemic, of them having to cut salary at the deadline. And what sort of happened there? Just coincidentally, the amount of money that Sergei Bobrovsky makes, they have to cut. Um, but I, I really do like the idea of a, non, a no-nonsense guy coming into the situation because I think you need a real – sorry about that. I'll put my phone on to silent. Oh, boy. First, I was late. The Habs got Jake Allen? What? What? No, I'm not reading this right. Definitely not reading. What? That was from the Habs app? Hold on a minute. Okay, whoa, 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 hold on. You definitely didn't that right. There's literally... The Montreal Canadiens... Hold on a minute. Oh, yeah, they did. What? Yeah, I just... Montreal just tweeted it. What? I don't know if you guys are messing with me or something. For a third and a seventh in this round. Oh. oh. So wait, wait, wait. Let's 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 break this down now. Sorry, Florida. 
um, for a third and a seventh. In this year's draft. Oh, my God. Hold on a minute. Shake Allen. There's a backup goalie. I mean, that's a pretty good backup goalie. I'm only just quickly, like, talk. Okay, we don't care about the Panthers. I'm sorry. No, like, great, the, great. You got your guy. Great. Yeah. Like, I, Budai, Tukarski, Montoya, uh, Lindgren, Niemi, um, um, Scrivens. Oh, my God. Um, Condon. Oh, we lost Daniel. Are just like the lists back. of backups the Habs have had who have just been yeah. sieves, sieves over the past. And like in a backup role, 24 games for Jake Allen looking, a 927% percent. This guy could not do it as a starter, but I think like as a backup. I mean, they finally get the guy who can actually play legitimate games instead of, right? Like we saw it with Jake Allen, and I know they're out of the playoffs now, but they were riding the hot hand of Jake Allen, whether that continues next year. But the the thing that we praised St. Louis for is that they had the platoon system and they were probably what? I mean, top four platoons in the league. Like you're, they're up there with the Bishop Hudobins, the Rasks Halaks, the Varlamovs, the Grices. And, and I think it's a really good pickup. And then, uh, you know, looking at, the salary, like I think $14 million for two goalies is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But when you're a team that can, that when you're a team that has cap, I don't think that's an issue. And considering he only has one year left, mm-hmm. I don't think that's much of an issue at all. If anything, that's a really big pickup. And listen, Mark Bergevin finally made a, like uh, finally using his cap space. <sighs> Uh, it's weird. It says he's from Manitoba. I think he was born there. Mar- Eric Angle's saying apparently he is a Montreal native. Yeah, he played. Uh, he played in the queue for Montreal Juniors, Drummondville. Wow, this is man. That, that, that's man. a that's a really good pickup. I am I am happy about that. We have a backup goalie. That's yeah, good. That's good. Oh my god! Okay, um, then let's look at this from obviously the point of view of, of the St. Louis Blues. Yeah. We know we need to clear, and I, it's really weird because we were we had a bit of a, a back and forth here. That I thought maybe maybe you keep Allen because like it's so important to have a good tandem here, but um, yeah. that's four point three million dollars off the books for them because uh, he'll make he's a, a year yeah. left on his deal that, at four point three. So that moves them to six point four mm-hmm. in, in in projected cap space at eighty one and a half. Yes. Yeah. Zero salary retained. Wow. Man, there's there's still work to do, obviously. But I but mean, you fix it. The right direction. See, think about it like this: if you like watching how Montreal played in the playoffs. And then take that during the regular season and have them playing instead of behind Keith Kincaid and Char- or, and or Charlie Lindgren and instead behind a competent goal in front of a competent goalie in Jake Allen. Like, yes, he's not the same Jake Allen they had before the Jordan Bennington. Mm-hmm. But he's still a competent goalie. He's miles better than both Lindgren and... Um, 
Lindgren, and Kincaid. He might no be questions. the best backup goalie this team has had since Carey Price was backing up like Halak, and they had that platoon system. Oh, yeah, no question about it. No question, no question, no questions asked. Now we're still waiting for Daniel. Oh, I, I, do we want to just wait for him? And yeah, just- let's pause it, and then we'll get his. And then when he comes back, we'll get his thoughts. One. All right, um, you heard my thoughts, Alex's thoughts. We lost Daniel for a bit. He's good, though. Um, starting with the Habs point of view, then maybe you want to go to the Blues. What do you think of this deal? Jake Allen, one year left on this B deal, 4.3. The Blues, cap space, ha- the Habs, a goalie. Ah, back up goalie, go ahead. Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. I've always liked Jake Allen. We've we've mentioned him. I don't know if I've mentioned him before of his yeah. little junior escapades. Yes, I have. I, th- I think uh, so. Yeah, not, not enough, I think. Um. Yeah, it's good. I think a good price for what they were able to get him for, especially they're taking his full salary. I just saw that on Twitter, that they're, the Blues are not retaining any salary. So I think, you know, it's a win-win for both teams. Montreal gets some stability behind Carey Price. The Blues, you know, we talked about it, how they're going to make the space for everyone. I think they're figuring out a way now. Mm-hmm. You're not as crafty as a Kapanen, you know. I mean, I know different value, but like the salary dump in that kind of way. I, I think that's good. what it is. That's what yeah. it, I was gonna. I, I wanted to bring that up. The for a third round pick, I, I think this was more of a cap dump for the Blues than it was. Right, mm-hmm. like you only giving up a th- like you're not. It didn't seem like you're getting many at like much assets. Like I think if you retain if. If you retain salary, you definitely get more for Jake Allen. Like yeah. he's not four and a four point three five. He's not four point three five million dollar goaltender. No, but he's and not that bad. He's he, like he's the kind of guy where I always kind of felt he had the potential to be a full time starter. But that whole time there, like you know, when he was coming up, Ryan Miller got acquired, and then they went with Brian Elliott and Jake Allen. And then when Jake Allen didn't really like kind of figure it out too much, that's when Jordan Bimington started coming up. So like you know, it's. Kind of like it's a situation now where not like as much pressure there to kind of live up to that salary, but like, you know, he's in a good position where he's going to thrive, I think, especially where he is in his career right now. Mm-hmm. 30 years old. Um, man, I'm happy. Um, I know you brought it up to Alex, and I think Rachel Dory just brought it up on Twitter too, asking what Montreal we're going to do with Allen because it's $15 million <clears throat> for your attendees. Though, you know what? Um, he only has a year left. Yeah. And I mean, I think with Montreal's goaltending situation, I think for now, you don't want to, especially if you're only paying that price for a team that has cap hit like selections in the draft up the wazoo. It's like you kind of stall it with quality backup goaltending, which they've just acquired in Jake Allen, until Caden Primo is ready. Because again, yeah. the guy just had his first year in the AHL. Like you got to, you got to, you know, get, because it, it's, it's his job, you know, eventually. Um, but man, I just. Awesome. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. But then you see, this is one problem that comes with the Petrangelo stuff is they're going to clear out the salary, but then it's, it's really going to be like, man, um, who's backing up Bennington. And if people keep exposing that blocker on him, um, I don't, I don't, I don't that, know. That's the point I was making last episode. And you listen, you know, like the whole thing with St. Louis is that they're a platoon system. Right, so you get rid of Jake Al, you get rid of Jake Allen, and then what? You still have to bring someone in. So you, I, I think before Daniel came back, I said they have six and six, I think, 
in six million dollars in cap space. You have to re-sign Vince Dunn. You somehow got to figure out something with Alex Petrangelo, and now and now you have to bring in a backup goalie mm-hmm. because who 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 do they have? Um, in their system right now, I was looking at this a few weeks ago. It was Vili Huso. So, uh, fun fact: he was the fourth round pick that the Blues acquired from the Leafs uh, with um, Carl Grundstrom for Roman Polak. Um, He's 25 right now. He's been in the AHL quite a bit. Um, It's okay, uh, I think, based on his numbers, you know, for the amount of time he's been there. He's already 25, but I think, like, for me, it looks like the Phoenix Copley situation in Washington where it's a guy where, you know, he's been okay. He's been kind of steady in the AHL, and they're going to kind of give him a chance. Until mm-hmm. I guess something else comes up, but you're not you're not doing a platoon system no. with Vili Huso. That's the issue. So the then it comes down to: Do you trust Jordan Binnington enough to play 55, 60, 65 games? Because mm-hmm. I don't see how you run Vili Huso for 30, 35 games. Yeah, I'm not looking. Um, just a last point, and we can move on here. Uh, this was not. <clears throat> Just ruin the whole show, why don't you? God damn it. Wouldn't have mentioned Ferrari now. God damn it. <laughs> it's okay. Um, Imagine okay. if you didn't check your phone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Someone would have checked. Someone would have checked Twitter. Someone would have checked yeah. Twitter. Um, by the way, uh, it's really funny that that third round pick, you can make the argument, and Renaud Lavoie just mentioned this on Twitter, the third you got for the Kovachuk thing, which really cost you nothing bringing in this free agent, um, really helped get that backup goalie you could really use. So um, thank you, Ilya Kovalchuk. You continue to give. Suck at LA. Um, okay. Jesus Christ. Okay, I guess what we'll we'll go now is um, do we want to talk about the Mark James stuff? Yeah. Let's just first? let's just do. Uh, it's up to you. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's let's do it then. Let's do it then. We're on the hab, so we'll go to this now. Um, Max Domi has fired his longtime agent, Papri Song. Um. Ah, oh, gee, this makes it a lot easier to talk about. Not a, like the Jake Allen stuff was great news, and now I'm like, crap. Um, so Max Domi, this is to every half fan that made fun of the Mitch Marner saga. Max Domi has hired Darren Ferris as his new agent. For those of you who don't know who Darren Ferris is, he is Andreas Athanas CU's agent, aka the guy who always threatens to go to like the Swiss League every year. Um, he's Victor Mete's agent, yeah. but. Again, he's also Mitch Marner's agent. And we all remember how that whole thing went last year. Sorry, uh, has the Zurich Lions called yet? He can, listen, if, if Domi pulls that stuff, you can go to the Italian league for all I care. Like, I really think Max is gone. Like, I don't think he has I a place in the team anymore. He just so didn't get the jersey. Didn't the same thing happen with, um, I want to say it was Pacioretty. He so what happened there is so there was the trade at the draft that was going to yeah. make it he was going to go to the Kings and sign a deal I think it was like four times it was something and he didn't yeah. like it so yeah he fired his agent I don't remember yeah. if it was Ferris himself but he fired somebody I think it was Brisson was it not I can't remember I'll, I'll search it up Give but, but yeah and then like that's when like Patrick fired his agent thank God because then we got Suzuki out of it in Tatar which was wicked mm-hmm. but um. But yeah, a lot of Habs because like people, it's, the story's always made that Pat Brisson is a friend of Mark Bergevin, even though that did fantastic thing when they tried to get Tavares, didn't even give us a meeting. Um, so Pacioretty was signed with um, Pat Brisson and fired him, and then hired Alan Walsh. 
So oh, Pat's, Alan Walsh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Was so even, Pat is used to this. Who's even better? Canadians. Yeah. I man, whatever. Man. It's it's heartbreaking. What do you what do you guys? I'm sure you guys got a good chuckle out of it, and I think oh, you, I you earned so that. I thought he's getting six and six now. It was, it, it was hilarious. I, I feel bad. I feel bad for you guys. If anything, I feel bad. That's two guys you have to deal Darren Ferris with. Two. And I know Victor Met. like, I get Victor Mete isn't a superstar or a, even, like, I, I don't know, Adam. I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider him at the level of Max Domi. He's not getting a lot of money. But look how he ha- look how Darren Ferris has handled even a small deal like Andreas Athanasiu. Mm-hmm. And he's still threatened to go to Europe. Man, mm-hmm. honestly, if if I'm Mark Bergeron and I like I see Victor Metz making noise, I'm gonna say, So you know Alex Romanov. Yeah, yeah you can leave if you're gonna keep pulling this. Yeah. Like, uh, honestly, I, this is the one thing that I think will go against. Um Domi in these negotiations, if, if they are with the Canadians, is that okay? Down the middle, you're not really needed anymore because they're they're spot. Like, wait, remember you you asked me about like you know just how possible it is that Kakinem and Suzuki can continue in the top six role. What I should have mentioned is I think it's more of a worry for Kakinem because Suzuki played a lot of time in the top six last year, and then you yeah. have Phil know who, and again, I've argued if you choose between Domi and Deneau, you go with Deneau. Like, I, Absolutely. I like him more as a complete player, and he's a hometown boy, which means something. So, like, he's not import, as important to the team as Mitch Marner is to the Leafs, right? And like, and then you, you think, like, if you're going to pull with Mete, it's like, dude, we don't need you. Like, you're, you're, you're like on the left side, we, we just do not need you right now. There are better options. Brett Kulak... It was in the doghouse, for, I don't know why, with Paul Julian a lot this year. was fantastic and was able to play in that top four role this year. We don't need you if you want to pull. Like, this is like the Habs need to do, and Bergevin, we've heard about this, is you put your damn foot down. Because unlike Markov and Radulov, who can just walk away, these are RFAs that are screwed. Like, you need to put your foot down here, all right? This is the one yeah. time I need Mark Bergevin. To like have a stick up his butt here and be like, no, you're not good. Like these these children are not pushing me around. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's the, it, it's the same thing uh, we were, I was saying last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's be like Lula Morello in these negotiations. Yes, yeah. I think that's very good. Let's let. Why don't we transition to the thing, the uh, idea you threw when we were paused. I like that. I like that. I like that. Okay, so, um, lads, Frank Cervelli, who is the head of the Pro Hockey Rather Association, threw out his, you know, his, his regular TSN trade bait board. And the names that were headlining there, and I, I, asked, I asked you guys to each pick a name that we can focus on this board. Um, just Because I love this. Who doesn't love trade stuff? It's the best stuff in the world. Yeah. Sometimes I prefer, like, trade deadline than some games. But, like, Montreal, Minnesota, <clears throat> Now, two of the names that are very interesting on this list. One is Nick Ehlers, who I made the joke on Twitter saying he's like Nylander of the the West because it's like Nick Ehlers feels like he's been on the trade block forever. Since he signed his contract. Since he signed his contract. The other name was Patrick Lining. And the idea I had, I pitched this to Alex, is, okay, think about it like this. Okay. Okay. The way people talk about Brian Little, it seems to be like the injury 
it might be he might be done. Okay. So that money is LTI is LTI. LT LTIR. LTIR. Sorry. Thank you, Lisa. You guys are experts at it. Um, so that so then all of a sudden you have some cap to get the second line center you have desperately needed. And also like you you screwed yourself with the Wheeler deal. Like I don't like that. Like, he's great, yeah, but like yeah. at his age in that term. So you need a second line center. So the the idea I had is the Habs they're they're young, they're fast, they need goal scoring. Who's a young, fast guy who has scored plenty of goals in his career and could benefit from a change of scenery? Nick Ehlers. And Max Domi's a centerman. You can throw him there. He's a top six centerman. I mean, he's not a first-line center. Maybe there's a bit of love to go there together. Yeah. Is okay. that the, sen- the second-line center that they're looking for, though? I like, mean, look, at the go- look at the guys they brought in in the past. Paul Statsny. Kevin Hayes. I wouldn't consider them anything similar to, to Max Domi. It's what it's you gotta wonder which Max Domi the only question is is do you look I mean, at the potential and think, is this gonna be twenty eight goal seventy point Max Domi? Or I mean what I think you gotta think is what can Max Domi do with a line mate like Patrick Line instead of yeah. I'm trying to even think who was his line mate when he wasn't even playing with Suzuki. And I'm thinking like a revolving door of Paul Byron and Arturi Lekkonen. And I think that sounds pretty good. I'm just throwing it out there, right? I'm, I'm... No, I mean, it, it, I, I think it makes sense for Montreal. You're get you. I mean, obviously, it won't be one for one. Like, I think Montreal is going to have to swing that deal. Like, Domi's coming off, off a poor year. Um, and, and whatever you want to say about Ehlers, like, uh, like there's a market for Nick Ehlers. If if Kevin Shevel, Kevin Shevel Dayov wants to trade Nick Ehlers, he he can get a bidding war going. Like I, I think there's teams who who'd want him. Mm-hmm. Look at how young he is. Like he's played quite a bit yeah. already. He's only 24. Hmm? Uh, yeah, man. He he's young. I just don't see. Winnipeg's side of it. Like, I think they're taking a lot of risk based on potential for your second line center. Like, if that's the case, I mean, everyone's talking about a guy like Jack Roslovic. I I take, okay, I don't have to trade Nick Ehlers. Um, I don't, like, I don't have to deal with Darren Ferris. And I have a second line center even if he's not a second-line center at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel? I, I was, like, thinking about that too, Jack Rosovic. He's coming up. Um, he hasn't really played the big minutes either, but he's kind of an option too where it's like, you know, I don't I, – I agree. Like, there could be a bidding war there because he ha- they have that option there where they could – Winnipeg could say, you know, we don't have to trade one of these guys, so do you want him or, or, you, or you don't? But mm-hmm. – I admit to you, like the Max Domi thing, it's a bit of a murky thing as well. Like if it's like a one for one thing, like Max kind of hasn't played up to, you know, what I envision as a top six center this season, especially when he was like demoted here and there. And like, I guess it was because Montreal didn't know where to really put him. But to like go into a situation like Winnipeg and like, I don't know if it's a, if it, it will fit, it will fit, but it just, He's a bit of a streaky guy where I I think after everything Winnipeg has kind of gone through with like losing guys for agency 
you know, that revolving door of their top six centers the past few years with Stasny and Hayes. I think they want consistency now, and I don't know. I don't see it with Max Domi. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I will throw it out there. Mr. Sheveldayov, if you would like, he's available. Because I still think I th- I think somebody out there would like a Max Domi. I still think there's oh, a absolutely. lot of that player. Mm-hmm. Um, so while we're on this trade bait board, why don't you guys give me a name you like and why you can talk about them and this board and a trade possibility. Alex, uh, I'll start with you. For I, this was the most surprising name of all of them for me. Yes, um, Chris Letang. Mm-hmm. I thought it was quite clear that uh, I thought it was quite clear that Jim Rutherford was keeping the OG core of Crosby, Malkin, and Letang um, mm-hmm. to see to see what I don't know why you would trade that. Like unless like you really want to bring Justin Schultz back. I don't, and you already crapped on Justin Schultz, J, Jr. So I don't think you're uh, that those contracts are going to be nice. So this like, is very true. what is what what is this? I remember uh, this is probably like a while ago, but I remember during one of their cup runs when he was really injured, and there was already those rumblings that they wanted to get rid of Chris Tang and kind of rely on those core guys that. I guess like they're not exactly at his level, but you know they found some consistency there, like like Brian Dumoulin or even like Justin Schultz when he wasn't in the doghouse. Or um, I remember when like they were talking about they wanted to keep Trevor Daly. I remember that being a talking point. But now like it's kind of a weird thing. Like they don't have, I guess, that luxury that I feel they had before that. I don't think where Pittsburgh is and the deals they've been doing the past few seasons, like they shouldn't kind of shake up that defensive core. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you replace Latang with? Like, yeah, I know, and and we never ended up talking about it. But they signed that guy that we that Chase brought up. I don't even know how many months ago it was. Josh Maniscalco, mm-hmm. who's a right-handed defenseman. Like, yeah, you can plug him in on what your bottom pairing. Mm-hmm. Who's who's gonna play? Who's gonna play at the top? Who's gonna play with? Uh, who's who's? I think he plays with Dumoulin. Who's playing with Brian Dumoulin? You saw Rivkola. Mm, that sounds great. Like, do you want to win or what? I remember Rutherford saying, we're not trading Crosby, Malkin, or Latang. It doesn't make sense. Said that. So, yeah. I don't want to talk about it, but I just like a quick mention. Why is Dougie Hamilton always on these lists? He's number 20 here. Shut up. No. Well, they mentioned that, I think, in the art, was it the extension? His extension's coming up. He That's the year. only yeah. reason. That maybe you he's... And apparently, like, they're comparing to, like, the Justin Falk situation where if they can't get anything done in the offseason, then they're, like, you know, get assets for him. Hey, I hear there's a team who's really, who'd really like a right-handed defenseman. I'm not going to point out who that team is. I'm just pointing that out. Um, Daniel, you're from the <laughs> The draft pick comes home, no. Uh, <laughs> your guy from the trade list, please. Yes, um, it's for me, I think I was looking at James Van Riemsdyk um, mm. and Kyle Palmier. I'll start with JVR. Um, you know, I love the guy. Yeah. I've always, I met him. Really? Pretty cool guy. Yeah, he uh, signed my uh, jersey. He was kind oh, of stoic, cool. to be honest, but, you know, stoic. he did his best. What a word to describe yeah, JVR. Like, you just, hi, how are you? Having fun? I'm like, yeah, having fun. Stoic. Stoic. Daniel's sweating because he's meeting a least legend. Yeah, but the thing is, Kadri, I remember meeting Kadri that day. But yeah, that's another topic. Wait, JVR, um, I think he's like that big body presence guy. Like, I think 
there was a part of me when he was on the Leafs that he didn't become that power forward kind of guy out of University of New Hampshire that everyone kind of thought he was going to be when he went second overall. But I think he's become a steady forward where he still has that big body presence that, you know, he could get to the net, he could score. The only thing that's my issue with him is that contract, is that the Flyers wanted to secure him and they gave him that term and they gave him, like, you know, a money that I guess right now I'm comfortable with, but, like, as that contract ages, I'm not kind of sure, like, you know, the way he kind of plays through, like, how that's going to age well. Like, the Flyers will have to retain salary. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't see it as much of a trade piece now as to when the Flyers think about, hey, you know, all these guys we have of this core, let's change it up. But I don't think that's coming anytime soon. Like, no matter what we've said about Claude Giroux, he's still in his prime. Sean Couturier to keep getting better. The defense, you know, keeps improving. Carter Hart, he's young. So, when I see that contract going, um, I guess wait and see the next two years. Uh, before he moves on, Daniel moves on. I have something from uh, Jeremy Rutherford of the Athletic St. Louis. Sure. Uh, the Allen trade would seem to mean that the Blues are working towards an extension with Petrangelo, but my understanding as of today is that they are not even close. Oh, well, oh, crap. Um, so Dougie Hamilton and Alex Petrangelo to the Leafs. That's crazy. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> Daniel knows. Dan, Daniel knows the easiest way to stir co- to create controversy. <laughs> yeah. We had this discussion last week. Shut yeah. the damn yeah. book. Okay. Not potential. Okay. Yeah, no. Um, I'll yeah. go to my next guy if that's okay. Or I love yeah. Daniel. Daniel yeah. comes with two. Yeah. I, I <laughs> honorable mention. Dougie a bit there. So go ahead and have a second person. Whatever. Yeah, it's the kind of guy that um you know we've all liked since the 2009 draft. Kyle Palmieri. Okay. Um, sure. I don't yeah. like him. Former sure. Duck, Kyle Palmieri. I forgot about um, that. I missed the guy. Yeah, he was really good on the Ducks. Um, I think that for the production he's kind of shown with New Jersey, it's kind of been something that I don't think he could consistently do every year. Like, I don't think he's a consistent, like, high 60, mid 60 point guy, but I think he's someone that has flourished in New Jersey regardless of whatever center he's been given. Like in terms of experience, inexperience, or you know, overall instability with that franchise. You know, he had 45 points this year, and I think he contribute. Like, I think that he's not necessarily a top line guy, but he is a good guy that you know could platoon on that second line, or even like you know on a team, make it like a stretched third line guy. But for what he's been making right now, I believe with New Jersey, that. Four point six. Four point six. Yeah, that's it's pretty reasonable for someone, especially he's only twenty nine and yeah, twenty five goals, so pretty solid. Listen, he sure is a fantastic centerman, but why not add to it with Max Domi? And give us Kyle Valmieri. Price will stop beating him up, I swear. Just saying. If you're a right handed guy who can score goals, wouldn't you also like Max Domi in exchange for him? This is like a bigger conversation that I kind of feel that I actually don't know where to go with New Jersey right now, like with everything's going on with them. Like, I don't like, I'm like, do you add? Do you not add? I don't know. You definitely don't add. You don't touch anything? No, you, well, they, they got rid of pieces that, yeah. that we talked about. The only piece that they didn't get rid of that I would have said, hey, maybe you should get rid of is Kyle Palmieri. But Adam made a good point. Like he's that, he's the leadership in that room. Like he is that room at the moment. 
there's no. what else are you gonna get rid of? Mm-hmm. Pavel Zaka, have to give up on him. God, that who? Guy. who? Pavel Zaka. Oh, he Pavel Zaka. Sorry, I can't believe he went. Like I, like, he's I gonna break believe. out this year. He went sixth in 2015. Man, what like, there's not much that makes sense to to trade. Like, you're really gonna get rid of Damon Severson and Will Butcher. All right, all right, all right. we're we're right, drifting a bit yeah, too yeah, it doesn't far make away. Sense. I'm just gonna drop yeah, the anchor. Yeah, and, yeah. come you know. on, Daniel. Okay. Um, <laughs> my guy was Josh Anderson. Yeah. Because man, this guy's gonna get dealt, and man, people, a lot of teams like this. He's one of those. He's compared to your Tom Wilsons, that kind of the player who's he's big. Um, he was injured this year, but last year had a fantastic year. Um, it seems like Montreal apparently had interest in him. The Bruins at some point did, and I mean, maybe if Kasha doesn't, you know, disappoint some concern, the guy couldn't score a goal. Um, was I right about the deal? We'll see. Um, I, I really think that you could, maybe the level of Kapanen, you could really get some teams going in on Josh Anderson. Absolutely. Um, man, I'm sure Columbus would love to keep him, but, man, that relationship has not been fantastic since day. I think he's a Darren Ferris client, too. So do I. Yeah. <laughs> sucks. There's, there's value there still to him. Like, I know he had an injury-plague season. Um, oh, yeah. But the thing is, like, I don't know. Like, I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but, like, keeping this guy over, like, William Carlson has been kind of still a talking point. But Josh Anderson, what he kind of brings to the team, like, I think there's going to be a lot of, teams, lot of teams interested in mm-hmm. him, especially for people that kind of want to have a bit of bite to that lineup now. Yes. And he's not right. Um, my second guy is Albrecht and Larson. Because, man, he's so going to be a Bruin. Is that he's where we're going so next? Is that where we're going next? But David Krejci, it's like, it's sad. Apparently, the core's going to be gone in two or three years. So, well, like, Char- we'll, we'll, Char- you want to go there? retired. Uh, yeah. They're looking yeah. Tory Krug. If so. they, listen, if they lose Tory Krug, and I texted Adam this last night because I w- I've been thinking about this hard since we heard that um, that Arizona wants to rebuild. I won't That's be uh, yeah, I don't wouldn't be surprised if Oliver Ekman Larson is wearing a Boston Bruins jersey by the start of next season. Mm-hmm. I don't know what assets they have to possibly trade for this, but they'll figure it out. Especially if Peter Shirelli is Arizona GM. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think um yeah, I'm like I didn't I, I don't know, it's kinda shocked me about that up, but like looking back looking at like, you know, what they kinda have in the system, like they could probably make something work. Um, they're not scared to give up draft picks. They've drafted pretty well outside of the first round as well to kind of do something. Anders Bjork. Like Jackson Nika, I think that guy was a steal in the third what round. A weird name. Real junior, great Jackson Nika. Or you trade to Garask because <laughs> um, well, yeah, we're on the Coyotes page, so we'll just go a full uh, little thing. This is from yeah. uh, Elliot Friedman's 31 Thoughts, the blog. The six and seven were the thoughts here. Let's talk about some Arizona. Sorry, let's talk more about Arizona. This is not an easy job right now, but there will still be interest. This is in regards to their general manager search. There are only 32 of these positions, again, in reference to the GM position in this league, and they are coveted. The Morello family is in the casino business, which has been hammered by COVID-19. There's been significant layoffs on the business side, and last week assistant coach John McClain and video coach Steve Peters were let go. Several bonuses are due on September 1st, including Oliver Ekman-Larsen. 
During their postseason appearance, players are upset about late payments as per dimes. What does that even mean? Like per diems. Oh, spending money. Okay, yeah, you know that stuff, right? You did sports fine. Okay. The goal will be to cut payroll and rebuild. The Coyotes have a tight cap situation for 2021, but then it eases. There is also the matter of the NHL stiff punishment for prospect workout violations. And then this is thought seven. We'll go to the machinations of that decision shortly, but the penalty means no current selections in the first three rounds of the 2020 draft and no first or third rounder in 2021. Expect the Coyotes to try and restock Sorry, I expect the Coyotes to try and restock that. Even with an active goalie market, Darcy Kemper is a very attractive piece thanks to his impressive playoff performance. Signed for two more years at $4.5 million. He just got that extension. Yeah. I'll uh, recommend Larson has seven years at 8.25 per season, and the team would like to test his marketplace. And then there's yeah. stuff about no move clause, but. Before you know, we start, before we start. This mm-hmm. podcast is brought to you by 31 Thoughts, okay? Just <laughs> putting that out there, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Adam didn't find that funny, okay? Uh, it's okay. I, I did. That funny. Thanks, thanks, Daniel. Okay, let's, uh, let's get to this Arizona. Yeah. Uh, what are you you're going to rebuild? It just seems like that's what they're all signs are leading towards. Um, what the hell are you building around? Like, there's two names that I guess that jump out to me on who you're building around: uh, Clayton Keller and Jacob Chikorin. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to trade Ekman Larson? You want like I heard, I read like you know you can get a pretty penny for Derek Stepan. Mm-hmm. You're gonna? I don't know, really. I don't know, maybe not at six and a half, but what are you going to do? Like Phil Kessel. Like there's a couple of names. Like I'm like, are you really, you're really going to trade this guy? You're going to trade Nick Schmaltz. You're going to trade Christian Dvorak. Like, I mean, there's there, you can definitely get something for Connor Garland. Do you think it's more of like a trim around it to like you kind of keep the guys under twenty five around? It makes sense. Uh, I mean, you're salary, yeah. I mean. like you're trimming some major fat, especially on the back end. Alex Galagoski. When everyone is trying to do that. Yeah, like everyone's trying to trim fat, and you're gonna go into a total rebuild. Is that really what you're about to do? Like who's like cut take, their losses. Like who's gonna take Phil Kessel at six point eight million dollars? That's right. They're not. They're not gonna get like a Pierre Oliver Joseph back, but they could get you know something back. You're really cutting your losses, and and you don't have a first round pick, you don't have a second round pick, and you don't have a third round pick this year. Okay, let's look at the Darcy Camper front here because we all saw what he did in the playoffs and when he was healthy, what he did in the regular season. The guy, if he had played some more games, would probably have been a Vesna finalist. Yeah, if, he, again, didn't get, if he didn't get injured. Yes, and at two years, $4.5 million. You could get a pretty nasty return. And I wonder... If there is some sort of situation where you, you deal a Frederick Anderson, it's a low cap hit. Maybe the Leafs look at you know, trying to get a Darcy Camper. 
I wouldn't be surprised. Like, if the rumors about them really shopping Frederick Anderson are true, and you know we've talked, we talked about it last episode. You're not trading Frederick Anderson just for fun. Mm-hmm. If there is some type of deal, probably three team deal, that sends Anderson somewhere and brings Darcy Kemper in, like I, I can't complain about it. Like Darcy Kemper, like it's not like Darcy Kemper was being sheltered as a goalie. Yes. Like that guy was getting shot after yeah. shot after shot after shot after shot after shot. Like that well, guy. He's already used to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think it, it's a really good pickup for Toronto, but I, I think it'd be a really good pickup for any team. Any team that's yeah. looking for some type of goaltending. Dan. Yeah. I don't know what the Coyotes are going to like. I don't. This hasn't been a talking point, I think, the whole year for us about. They are such a confusing franchise. Like, if we're not going to pick the Devils, we're going to pick the Coyotes. That they went for it some for some reason. They got all these guys, all these huge contracts, and then they're like, like, listen, you know, it's our time. And then now, you know, I guess they do make it out of the play-in round. But, like, you know, they looked absolutely embarrassing against the Avalanche. Um, yes. And the fact that, like, you know, you're not getting the same kind of consistency you want from your big contract guys. It's just not working. Like, I don't think Derek Stepan – I've never thought this, by the way, even when he was on New York. He's not a first-line center. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian Dvorak, he's been given a lot of money already, and I don't think he's proven it yet that he deserves that contract. Clayton Keller, he's going to go into that extension, and he's had a, he's already had two off years. I don't think the core is there yet for them to kind of gone in and got like a guy like Phil Kessel, that kind of term, or, you know, throw in so many assets and get Taylor Hall for like a run like this, that it's just, I think it just was poor management. Maybe like John Chaika had a lot, you know, you know, there was a lot of pressure on him to perform. I think. That's the name. Was there pressure? I think there's pressure for them to say, Hey, listen. You know, you've been pretty confident with drafting. Now get the big names that people are gonna recognize, so we could sell some tickets. Even drafting, what what has he done? Uh, he, out, out of the first round. Hmm. Uh, Barrett. <laughs> hey, Barrett Haynes. But speaking yeah, of Taylor, Taylor Hall, apparently they're gonna make another pitch to him today. And last time they made the pitch, it was. Uh, long term at seven and a half million, so I imagine it's going to be bumped up. But yeah, I think like it's which, been a I, bad yeah going. Which doesn't even still, if you're rebuilding, why the hell are you resigning Taylor Hall? Figure out what you want to do. And I think it's know. it's like a namesake thing. I think like you know when you go into these games, like I just think of like smaller markets where you're like I'm going to get the Taylor Hall jersey, I'm going to get the Phil Kessel jersey because but, like even diminishing returns, like you're gonna have like these guys like, i remember when the minnesota wild were losing money and even when he was so frustrated they threw money at marion gabrick because you know he was their he was their guy but then you're not committed to a rebuild like the leafs weren't committed to a rebuild with dion Phaneuf and phil castle yeah you had to trade those guys it wasn't it, it, it wasn't an option to have those guys in the room so like you can't keep phil you can't keep taylor hall there through a rebuild do you think I it's just like don't a, think it makes sense. It's like a different kind of patience. Do you think, though, like depending on the markets, like the Coyotes, 
I'm not no, going to have that same kind of like leash. Yeah. Ownership that's just been brought in. And then all of a sudden their first year being in the GM who convinced them is now gone. They've just given this penalty. The pandemic is hit where not only their team is now screwed, but again, their own industry casino yeah. you mentioned. Um, I think it's more very, a, a, a pissed off ownership that is just um, are being hit from all sides. But um, I didn't. I have, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Cool. You I think they're going to be like conscious. Do you think they'd be conscious about their assets now? Like, they're gonna I think go like listen. You know, we're either keep them or you know give us what we want. I I I think it's more gonna be. I think they'd sacrifice it just to get the money off the books. You think the fire sale's happening? And I don't blame them, because man, I have lost so much respect for John Chaka for the situation he's left that team in. Just going back to you, twenty eleven onwards for drafting, um, and NHL play. Sorry, people who have played NHL games. Um, Lucas Lessio, 41. Connor Murphy, who's not even there anymore. Two games for Merrick Langhammer. Um, Henrik Samuelson, three games. Jordan Martinuk, not even there anymore. Connor Clifton, 50 games. Laurent Dauphin, 35. He's in Montreal system now. Max Connor Domi. Clifton isn't even there. Yeah, uh, Max Domi isn't there anymore. Um, um, Michael Bunting, have you heard of him? Dvorak, he was a third rounder. Um, Brendan Perlini hasn't really done much, but that's you know two hundred even there. first round. He's not even um, there anymore. Yeah. Uh, again, we all know what happened with Dylan Strome, Nick Murley got dealt. Christian Fisher's played two hundred games. Um, Kyle Capabianco, who's only played twelve games, thirty for Eden Hill. Connor Garland at least was a fifth rounder. Then you go to two thousand sixteen. Clayton Keller, obviously Jacob Chickering. Yeah. But he fell again, first rounder, and then two thousand seventeen, no one. Has played an NHL game yet? 2018, um, only Barrett Hayden, but then you start getting recently. But but still, those are all the names. Um, and doesn't have they been on the Yotes at some point? But they haven't made a difference, which is um, it's great if you draft. But then there's that also key part development. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Shall, shall we finish? Are we? Are we? Anything else you guys want to mention with the Yotes? Or shall you, we? I think the last thing I'd say is make a decision. Like what? Mm. What do you want to do? Like don't don't sign Taylor Hall and then trade Ekman Larson and Phil Kessel and Derek Stepan. Like I, unless it's really for the name brand, I think. Like I'd argue that Oliver Ekman Larson is more of a name brand in the city of Arizona than Taylor Hall would be. Yeah. Like he was developed by the team. Like this is uh, Oliver Ekman Larson is Arizona. I agree. Um, Daniel, anything, any last words? Yeah, I kind of agree with that too, that if you're going to trade anybody, don't trade that guy. <laughs> if you're not going for the re- the fire sale. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. Who has grown his brand over the past few years in the market he's played for? Bring him back. Familiar with the team for Oliver ekman Larson? Max Domi. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Um, okay, well, lads, we'll start with Tampa, Boston. Praise! Everyone put your hands up and clap. The Bruins are gone. They're gone. They're gone. In five games, uh, Lightning. That was surprising. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was, actually. Um, it was. Oh, as, God, this feels so uh, good. The as Bruins soon, are gone. As, gone. Soon, as soon as I said that they, there wouldn't be a – it wouldn't be. Um, it would be competitive. It became not. It became uncompetitive. I picked this for seven. 
So did I. I thought this is this is a series that man that has to go to seven. Like these are two juggernauts, and I just felt like Boston just didn't show up. They just stopped scoring goals. And yeah. I mean, no, Adam, Adam. It's not that they didn't stop scoring goals. It's, it's that Tuka Rask. <laughs> it's clearly because oh, Tuka okay. Rask left. Okay. Yeah. So there's a very famous quote, or sorry, it, it's a tweet from Mark James on Twitter. I've never heard of this. Howard. Um. Okay, and I don't know. I don't know what to do. His his, his thing is Steph Curry's favorite sports show, Tacos. Paid opinion maker on the mic, whatever. Um, two masters from the unit from someplace, I don't know. Um, well, anyway, like, we don't need to know who this guy is. Um, I don't think it matters because he tweeted this out after the Bruins were eliminated. Dear Tuca, as a lifetime Bruin fan, as a lifelong Bruin fan, sorry, I'm disgusted by your cowardly decision to give up. You quit on Boston. And got you we know Boston, the the men, the women, and the children. He gave up on Boston. Yeah. Your coaches. Bruce all Cassidy. Your teammates. Patrice Bergeron. Bergeron. Pat. How could you? Yourself. Every Bruins fan. Little Timmy? Who's little Bruins teddy bear? Tukaras gave up on him. I hope that I never have to see you, capital U, didn't spell the word, in a black, it's yellow, not gold, in a black and gold sweater with the spoked B. Again. I want to remind everyone really quickly, by the way, that Tukaras left because there was a medical situation with his, his daughter. And his, his children, I believe, are all very young. And this dude tweets that out. Man, shut up. Shut up. Go ahead, guy. Like, like, let's just be quick about this, because this guy's just a loser. I don't like it. Yeah. Blame like, the goaltending all you yeah, want. Go crazy. ahead. You clearly know that's not the reason. You it's know one, that's yeah. not the reason. Tuker, like, Halak wasn't bad. Like, it's just the team didn't score. They scored four goals in the last three games. Like, that's inexcusable for, like, you know, what a quote-unquote elite offense. It's nothing mm-hmm. to do with Tukaras. Man, I, again, I don't want to keep harping on this, but Andre Kasha has not scored a goal in the Bruins uniform. Okay, let's talk Let's talk about the Bruins. Let's pretend that tweet well, – we, we talked about the tweet. Let's talk about – It's a better first-round pick for the Ducks now. Let, let, yeah, let's talk about what – what what the hell went wrong in this series? Uh, for the Bruins, like I think for the Lightning, everything went right. Like yeah. I, the, they don't still don't have Steven Stamkos, which is really upsetting because he's on my fantasy team, and I was told he was going to be back round one. I'm really upset about that, but it seemed like everything went right. Uh, Vasilevsky is Vasilevsky. The guys who needed to step up have stepped up. They're getting points from literally everyone. Yeah. There's not a whole lot more you could ask from that team. What I kind of loved with Tampa was, like, you perfectly, you said it perfectly, like, they were getting contributions from everyone. Like, every time they rolled out a line, like, you know, at Sorelli, they had point. 
They had Kalarn, like they had quality going everywhere in this lineup, and they were able to like click. Like you know, Raiden Point is isolated. That's okay. They have all these other guys coming out. Like Kevin Shattenkirk has, I think, rebuilt his reputation with this yes. with the series. This is very true. Um, because we are running out of time here. Um, I want to take a moment because I think we need to look at. Zdeno Chara um, does not have a contract for next year. This man is, he's been playing, he's in his 40, I think he's 43. 43, yeah. Has been the captain of the boss. Like, it's incredible just how much that guy meant for the cities. He was going to Black Lives Matter um, marches and that. Uh, The physical specimen, specimen, a real leader from all you can tell, a real good person. And there is a yeah. legitimate chance that we could have seen the last game of Zdeno Chara's career. Yeah. And, man, it, it, that's surreal to me. Only if he played the right side. <laughs> then bring him in for Toronto? <laughs> would you imagine if they did? Like, would you guys – I know he's not right-handed and he's old, but, like, would you guys accept the Leafs bringing him in just to be like, suck it, Boston? I don't know, like, you know, he, he did the he, – he double dipped, though. He played for Ottawa, and he played for Boston. No, I, I'd be fine with it. Okay, first of all, the Sens let him go. Don't even I know. <laughs> I know, I know. But, you know, he was during those, like, early runs where uh, – that, you know, that was when, like, you know, the, bat- the real Battle of Ontario was happening. Like, just during the fun. regular season. Uh, yeah, the playoffs. During the, the playoffs, the yeah, Leafs just smacked. The Leafs dominated. Uh, um, Listen. Yeah, go ahead. I was about to say, um, when I bring up Zdeno Chara, I, I don't think we were going to talk about the Islander in Ottawa days. I won't no, lie. but uh, like, as much as he is a pest and you hate him when he's on the ice, you do have to respect him as a player and the fact that he's 43 years old and has been playing since he was, like, what, 20, 19? Like, since he's been 19 or 20 years old. Like, that's a, that's a lot of time. So mm-hmm. you do got to respect him for that. Yes. Okay. He was, I remember he was traded to Ottawa for the second overall, like with the second who overall did, who pick. Did that, who did that deal? Milbury. <laughs> Mike Milbury. Yeah, he so gave up it. an 18-year-old Jason Spezza. Oh, okay. Not the first time he'd give up a future Hall of Famer for nothing. Hello, Roberto Lalongo. <laughs> All right. Next, last night, Vancouver have forced a game six versus Vegas on the backs of not Jacob Markstrom, who I believe actually left the bubble. No, that was – did he? I thought it was Grubauer who – Yeah, I thought Grubauer. No, it was Grubauer. Okay, I, I had that in front of me too on the notes. What am I doing? I put all this down. Oh, yeah, what am I doing? Because I talked about how Markstrom was at the game with his mask upside down. Yeah. What am I thinking? I remember you're, you're, I you're too people. frazzled by the Jake Allen trade. Man, I'm – I'm happy with that deal. Everyone who's saying about the bad cap space, like, shut up. They don't have any. They're not against Get the cap. Get over anymore. it. Get over like, it. I have to shoot a video after this because I got it. Jeez, boys. Anyway, um, Jacob Markstrom is hurt, unfortunately, or unfit to play. That's the whole thing. So young Thatcher Demko got the nod, and he was incredible last night. The still reason the Canucks won that game. But before yeah. we go to the game, did you guys see the sticks? I did. I yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I did. I thought. So yeah. for those of you who did not see it, I have it <laughs> up on my phone here. So it's been very funny, like people trying to keep like in like faking up in warm ups to see who's in the lineup. 
And sports didn't notably saw Tyler Toffoli stick when he came back into the series. Um, yeah. So what, <laughs> what the Vancouver Canucks did is they got a bunch of sticks, put tape over them, and put broadcaster names on them. So they put uh, Oak for Scott Oak, Bieksa, <laughs> um, yeah. Pascal, um, sorry, Camp, Sarcastic Campbell Pascal. I was going to say Pascal Siakam for some reason. <laughs> Shout out to the my, my, my self-deceiving six things looking good. Uh, Murphy, Friedman, uh, Shorthouse, The Well. No Anthony Stewart before. And for a goalie stick, they put Crudy on it for Kelly Rudy. I'll put it up on uh, the screen. I almost, I almost like the Canucks again. I almost do. But, I mean, yeah, I, if you want to see it, Alex oh, yeah. just brought it up on the YouTube. So – Go check out the YouTube version. Who's Lotto? Who's Lotto? I forgot. Lotto? Lotto? I have no way. I have no idea. Come on. Nobody. 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 Oh, that's funny. It's great. It's fantastic. But anyway, um, Thatcher Demko, guys, he stepped up. He stepped up. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Huge. That's huge. huge. What do you make of it? I think it's really good. Like, Mikey Pietro is going to be the backup next <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I asked the question. I asked Harvin the question. I said, what are the chances that happens? And he he made it seem like that wasn't even an option. <laughs> so, I mean, listen, it's one game. Um, and and we've, seen, we've seen Thatcher Demko play during the regular season, right? That stretch without Markstrom. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's your, if he's a start, if he's starter quality yet. I like if he's a number one. Like I think he can be part of a platoon. Um, right now, yeah, it's like I remember when the hype was real for him. When yeah, he was back in the, in the uh, NHL yeah. video games, where that yeah. guy would go like ninety overall. But, but like, yeah. I just kind of think like you know, does he have the Askarov potential? <sighs> but listen, I, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> I, I do think I don't think one game should should change their mentality on what they do with Markstrom. Like, I do think they end up going real hard at making sure they bring Markstrom back. But let's see what Demko looks like for the rest. Because right now it seems like he has a bit of a groin injury, uh, Markstrom. So, like, let's see what happens next game. Mm-hmm. If he can keep the Canucks alive again, because let's be let's be honest, that those first that first period and a half, he kept them alive. Mm-hmm. Listen, all Demko needs to do is be hot for two games. Yeah, which any goalie can do. Exactly, even Michael Hutchinson. Oh, and there it is. There it is. <laughs> um, no, I guess we'll just go into that then. Yeah, Flurry um, in six in game six. So. What? No. Flurry in game no, six. No, 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 no. Flurry is no. not. No, stop it, Daniel. Stop trying to defend Mark Andre Flurry. Michael uh, Hutchinson is a better option than Mark. No, he's not. Whoa, <laughs> Whoa. that's hot take right yeah, there. That's, that's the hot like, take of the episode. Um, that's like that's slander. Okay. Listen, d- before we move on, Daniel, the the Las Vegas Golden Knights have to ride the hot hand. I don't I don't care that Mark Andre Fleury was the reason your franchise made it to the Cup final two years ago. You ride the hot hand. 
How about you drive the hand that has a higher than a 905 save percentage oh, in regular season and a less than 900 in the playoffs? Just saying. Go with the gold medal guy. Corey Schneider has a gold medal, doesn't he? No, no he doesn't. No, no, no because no. No, he's American and sucks. He has a silver medal, maybe. Somewhere. I think he was a world junior backup goalie when they won the silver. Wasn't even good enough to start back. <laughs> <laughs> Typical New Jersey goaltender. He's always overrated. Hey, okay. don't talk about mm. McKenzie Blackwood. All right, all right, we okay, we'll we'll keep going here. We'll keep yeah. going here. And yeah, I'll start with you here then, Daniel, because Michael Hutchinson noted Siv when he was a backup goalie for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Gets the nod for the Avalanche in game um game five. <laughs> The offense saved him. The offense saved him. scored five goals for Syrians. But well, like, like Grubauer's left the bubble because he's hurt, right? Like, yeah. the, like the hopes and dreams of and like what's really funny is people were saying like, what did Sackick do to address the goaltending at the deadline? He brought in. He brought in. <laughs> That's the funny thing. He brought in. He addressed the depth issues. And somehow Michael Oh my god. I sent a text. I'm I'm done. I'm done making predictions. I've done like three over the playoffs and I've got them all wrong. I'm absolutely done making playoff predictions. I said I sent a text to Mike. I said, Hey Mike, I hope you really didn't bet tonight because Michael Hutchinson is starting in the Colorado game. What happens? Dallas apparently doesn't know how to shoot a puck and Colorado decided to wake up. I love it. Simply put the puck on net. That's all I had to say. And I put, like, come on. Daniel. Yeah, that was an interesting game. Um, you mentioned Connor Timpson while you're yes. here, by the way. Yes, so I am very excited that our boy, Connor Timmons, made his playoff debut. Real junior great, Connor Tim. Yeah, he was pretty solid. He was a more than a point-per-game guy and um, good right-hand side. Guy, but yeah, I I think it's just something Colorado's been able to do is when the injuries come up, they've been able to stretch out these guys. Like yeah, we joke about Michael Hutchinson, but you know the guy, you know he he was confident in that. Yeah, when you don't don't let thirty five shots on him. Yeah, when you don't let Jonathan Drew and get two breakaways in the game. Yeah, he just he just needs to Here's be okay. A, that's, a, that's an idea. He oh. just needs to be okay, and then Colorado just needs to put, you know, puck, the puck on the net. Mm-hmm. No. It was a Get strong, pucks deep. It was a very strong response to game four, um, in which there was, it was a rough game for Colorado. Um, and Kale McCarr had a really, really bad giveaway. Um, but it was really nice is Gabriel Landis, Cog, and Nathan McKinnon were very much there to defend him right after the game. Um, and Nathan McKinnon... Oh, oh, he's so good. But before we go there, because we know he's an amazing guy, but remember that Corey Perry hit that pushed Kale McCarr into Michael Hutchinson. <laughs> Come on, Corey. He's such a I, – I cannot stand Corey Perry. What a pest. He's okay. He has his redeeming qualities. Yeah, the one heart. What, did, was he? Did he win the uh, heart? He won the heart. And the one the, time. The one the time he won Richard. the heart. Yeah, the yeah. one time he won the heart. That's so, his redeeming quality. So, like, yeah, I'm still waiting to hear them. You always <laughs> talk about Corey Perry, but I'm waiting to hear he's a good guy or not. Um, he's a good guy, I hear. I mean, my friend 
had a picture with him at a Canadian tire signing, you know? So like, yeah. Listen, I bet he's a great guy off the ice. I didn't check and my I, friend, and, so I was and, fine. And, uh, and we'd, and I definitely grab a beer with him, but he's a pain in the ass on the ice. Yeah. He is. He is the worst. The worst. Um, God, he just. He's the bite that every team would want. Yeah, I just wish he was five years younger. Yeah. You know, I'd love him on my team. Uh, yeah. So what's really nice about is is like we still have hope for a game seven in these series. Yeah. Man, I just want one. I'm so sick of five game series now. <laughs> and we'll go to the next one. Um, okay. Let's just let's talk about the f- stupid flyers, then. Let me see if I can. Find... He's not so interested in speaking about them. Okay, so at eight thirty-five, I typed this on my phone. How did this controversial Islanders goal affect Claude Giroux not scoring a single goal for the Flyers? I looked up from my phone after finishing typing that. No less than twenty seconds later, Giroux scored. I'm, I, and whatever. What do you want me to say? Philly won in OT. They're, they're forcing a game six. Yeah, that's about it. Like, I, I don't. Again, like, it's like we were talking about Boston. The guys who are supposed to show up are not showing up. Like, great. Giroux scored one, one goal. Congratulations. Do you want an award? I'll give you a participation ribbon. Like, I, Show up like the only guy that really feels like is is actually showing up is Carter Hart. Yes, and like Ivan Provorov because he's playing defense. Like I I don't know what else like what else I'm supposed to say like the guys who are supposed to be scoring goals are scoring goals as soon the issue with playing the Islanders is as soon as they get one goal lead a one goal lead they park the bus. That's it. You're not doing nothing unless you can get past them. And I think, I think they have the players that can get past them, but they're not doing it. Um, Jada, what did you make of the Islanders' play? Because Barry Trotz has actually been quite critical of them. They haven't been playing like they've been doing their their damnness to shut the Flyers down. But it feels like they haven't. Maybe the system is starting to because it's a very demanding sort of play here. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't. I think like there's been a bit more, you know, slips here and there in that system. This playoff series, I think, you know, they were to a T against the Capitals. Maybe it was just the familiarity what Barry Trotz had with that team. But what I kind of would define with the Flyers is that it's a situation where you know they don't have a lot of their guys coming up to perform with what we expect them to be like, especially you know what they're paid to be like. And yet they're still managing to crawl themselves back into this series, no matter what's going on. And I think that's where the criticism might be pointed at that you have, you know, I'm sorry to say that like you, I think they have a lesser team based on play past playoff performances in the flyers mm-hmm. that the others are taking advantage of. What really sucks for both teams. And I think this is more to do Alex with the with the Islanders is um, Sean Couturier and Matt Barzell neither played in OT. Uh, I did see that it it, it was an issue. Um, Barry Trout said it was a definitely concern that Barzell may not play Game Six. I haven't seen anything in Ontario yet, but 
those are um, those are. I, I can't think of much worse players for you to lose for either team. Easily, I think the best skaters on each team because goalies are their own realm of weirdness. Yeah. Uh, the the Islanders are so. Uh, it's so boring. <laughs> You're not wrong. Like I, if I'm being a hundred percent honest, I think if the Islanders win the cup playing this style of hockey, watching the next five years of hockey is going to be a living hell because, like we all know, it's a copycat league. The NHL is a copycat league, right? For the most part, that they like, oh, we have to do play this style, and I feel like we're just going to go back to this boring defensive style of hockey and we're just walking backwards. Mm-hmm. I, a Twitter will also be a... Um, be a nightmare. How, how to put it? A cesspool if the Islanders win. And I kind of wanted it to happen. I think... Though, yeah. I, I think, like, yeah. I may hate the Islanders, but, like, like Leafs Islanders Twitter... Like, I can't wait that Tavares for, like, three years is going to be asked, hey, do you regret? Like, I, he knows it's happening. Um, there was something I wanted to mention, guys. Like, it's escape. Yeah, I was going to say this. Like, let's be honest. Like, I think the, the series we all kind of want is Colorado-Tampa in the finals. That's so fun. Um, also, like, I, I forgot to mention this with Vegas. It's so annoying to see Pacioretty play well because he never did it as a half in the playoffs. But, uh, <laughs> um is there anything else we want to talk about quickly? No, uh, Shea Theodore scored a beautiful goal last night. Oh, yeah. I, I, I thought of you when I saw that, Daniel. I know. Like, I don't know. I like. I already knew at the time, you know, he was a guy going back and forth with San Diego and Anaheim. But, like, what they did at what? that expansion draft was, like, inexcusable. What did they do? Uh, how did he do at the World Juniors? He was solid. He won with Max Domi. That's good to hear. See, That's connection to hear. He won with Max Domi, Connor McDavid, and Anthony Duclair, and Zach yeah. Bucali. Wow. Oh, oh, yeah. That, that team, that was a Throwback. Team. You know, yeah. next backup goalie for the Washington. Um, <laughs> before before we, we end the episode, uh, should we just congratulate the Seattle Kraken on getting one of uh, Jakob Markstrom or Thatcher Demko? Should we just do it now? Congrats, guys. I think you can do it. Because <laughs> if they resign Jacob Markstrom, someone's going to be exposed. Yeah. So can they let's... take Max Domi? Or Thatcher Demko to the Leafs. A year early? I don't know about that. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, Daniel, why don't you wrap it up for us? Hey, guys. It's Daniel here. If you enjoyed watching this episode, check, out us, check us out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and on Voice Ed. Thanks, guys, for sponsoring us again. Um, yeah, we have very interesting social media, so please check us out on Twitter, on Instagram. We post a lot of funny things. Uh, freak out a lot, you know. If you like the Jake Allen snippet here, then be prepared to check our Instagrams and Twitters. Thanks, guys. We love you. Awesome. See you guys. You forgot my YouTube channel. And Adam's YouTube channel. Adam's I was YouTube saving channel. it best for last, yeah. That's yeah. very true. Yeah. I gotta so, go record uh, that now. Okay. See you guys.